Okay, so today's topic we're going to speak about being in Christ and this is one of the most amazing um, topics we can get into but this is only a light overview um, of the topic let me know if you guys want me to go a bit deeper and to share a bit more um, on this topic you know revealing what the Holy Spirit actually wants us to reveal so let me let me know and I'll jump into it for you revealing some spiritual truths about this topic I hope you guys enjoy open up your heart and receive this word and be blessed by it hallelujah So the title is being in Christ or being in Him. So this ties with salvation. This ties when you give your heart to the Lord. You start to understand. So this teaching is before you get saved. And this teaching is also after you get saved. Because it shares benefits of who God is. God is more than just God looking up there. He's more than just someone who sit or you see Him in the Bible. Oh, here's God. He done this with that person. No, God is a person that is here because the Bible says, I am who I am, which is a present state. Which means wherever you are, whatever you're facing, He is there. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So, firstly, we're going to touch what is Christ? What is the meaning of Christ? And the definition of it, the Greek word actually, because if you know, when you study the Bible, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew and the New Testament in Greek. So you need to understand when you study, you need to know where this comes from in order to get the full perception and to understand what is being said here. So the Greek word here for Christ is Christos, and the meaning of that is anointed one. Now, if you go further and you study that, you come to see that there's another saying or meaning or term that it means chosen one as well. So when you see Jesus Christ, you're actually seeing Jesus the anointed one, Jesus the chosen one. There's no one other than Him. It is only Him. That's why you will see anointed one. He is the Savior. He's the only one that can save. So that's the definition, and I'm going to open this uh, 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 meeting or session just by giving a foundational scripture. And this is Jesus, this is in John 17, verse 20 to 21. And here Jesus is praying to the Father. Jesus knows what is about to happen to him in your future, in this time, that he was about to be crucified. And he's praying to the Father before he leaves. And it says, I do not pray for these alone. Who's these alone? These are the people, the disciples with him at that time. And he says, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, who is those that is us from that time up until now, even people that are still getting saved, that are those that believe in me through their word, that they all through their word. So how you get saved, it's upon the confession of your faith and you believing. So he says, who will believe in me through their word. So you are making, you are taking his word and you actually applying it now. That they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. And that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. So what is he saying there? Now being in Christ, there is a physical aspect and there's a spiritual aspect but I won't touch on the spiritual aspect because that's going to go deeper so I'm going to touch on the lighter stuff so being in him 
It is when you give your life to the Lord. It is, it is, you have to, in order to be with Him, you see, some people have the perception where you can just pray, okay, uh, yes, Father, yes, Father, but you don't come to church, you don't come to cell, you never gave your life to the Lord, you never admitted, you do not live for Him, but when you need Him, you pray. And by grace, grace is when you get something you do not deserve, you don't deserve it, you don't qualify for it, He still gives it to you out of, out of grace and mercy. Now, in Christ, it, it, or in Him, it's actually is to be in unity with Him. In unity means we partner up. So me and Byron, we partner up, we're together. When you get married one day, it says that two becomes one, you come together. Okay? So Jesus is the vine, so we need to intertwine with Him. Intertwine means you must give your life to Him, you must love for Him, believe Him, put faith in Him. That is to intertwine your life with Him. Yes. Now there's three topics or subheadings under this, and as, as pretty short, being in Christ, the, there's a lot that you can speak about of being in Christ, right? But I'm going to keep it short by three topics, narrowing all of this down. So the first subheading of being in Christ or in Him, under that, it will be your personal relationship with Him. That's number one. Number two, it will be church. Hey, tonight is going to be powerful. Church is number two. Number three will be life. That is the third top, the, the, the third subheading. So being in Christ, there's a definition to that. And, and you need to understand also, that's why it's important to sit in your word and pray to Him. And under that is the subheadings. So your personal relationship with Him, let me, just, let me just touch on that. So God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. That is 1 Corinthians 1 verses 9. Now, how do we build a relationship? So, that's the question that many ask. And the answer is prayer. It is sitting uh, in the Word or in His Word and seeking truth that goes with uh, sitting in the Word. It is talking to Him as a friend. So when you're at home, not just in church or in cell, when you're at home, do you make time and say, you know what, you know, Bagan, how are you doing? Uh, how was your day? You know, I face certain issues. That's how you must speak to God, because God is your friend and there's many evidence to show that. You must, and, and the last one there I made, making time for Him. And yeah, so that that is the answer. But yeah, in that answer, number four would be making time for him. And then another verse under personal relationship with him. Then we're going to move on to the second uh, 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 subheading is Second Corinthians thirteen verses fourteen. Okay, and it says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Be with you all. Amen. This is a prayer that, that Paul prayed. Now in this verse, you see the Son, you see the Father, and you see the Holy Spirit. In the first, my time actually went off, so I need to speak a bit quicker. So in the first, when I opened up, I gave you a, a, a scripture making you see the relationship what Jesus was praying, being in the Father, Father in Him, and so on and so forth. Here you see the latter part with I'm showing you that the Son is in this verse, the Father, the love of God, that's the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. 
That is the Spirit of God. Okay? And I won't touch on that. It's, it's, it's another teaching as well. So that's your personal relationship with the Lord. Just take it, if I don't know you, how is it possible, if I don't know Brandon, how is it possible for me to come to Brandon as well? I would, I would cheat to do that. I would nerve to do that. But some people do that, Brandon, when they pray to God and they never gave their life to the Lord, never come to church, never in cell, never sit in the Word, never pray, but, you know, just when I need that call, that, you know, that, how, how can we do that? That's, that's just actually a smack in your face. You would like someone to do that to you. How can you do it to him? So the second point, or the second subheading is church, and I'm going to go through this quickly. And the verse is Colossians 2, verses 6 to 7. Now, my apologies for going so fast, but believe me, as you are sitting, you are listening, and you are understanding this. You're going to go home, and you're still going to think about it, and you just, God's just going to speak to you amazingly. So Colossians 2 verses 6 to 7, it says, As therefore have received Christ Jesus, salvation, the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. thanksgiving. So here they're saying at the last part, I love it so much, as you have been taught, where will you be taught these things about salvation and all of this? It's in church. It's in cell. It's, it's, it's your brother coming along, you know, don't you go with, don't you want to go with the cell? Here's a word, man. You're feeling down? Yeah, God will never leave you for sake. It's that that builds you. And you, if, if you think God comes through for you when you're not saved, oh, sometimes you, you, you didn't study, Brandon. I know I've done this sometimes. Didn't study. I pray quickly in the exam room. Somehow you pass exams, but you never studied, not saved. How much more will it do for you when you get saved? Because the Bible says he has riches, he has everything. Imagine the one who created the earth and the heavens is on your side. Who can stand in your way? No one. So, on the church quickly, In why I say the church? Because church, you must... You must be careful with church as well. What you get to, by whom you get to. And I can tell you guys for a fact in JCI, the man of God that's, appo- uh, that's upon this house, that the Lord has appointed upon this house. You can see mighty things in his life. You can see mighty things in our lives. It must have been him somewhere that we're sitting here. The praise of your mother, your grandmother, or there's someone that prayed for you here, and the Lord answered that prayer, by pulling your prayer to Him, which is in this house, and being under a leader, that's the other point. You must be under the right leader that knows vision, that can speak life over you. Yeah. And we're sitting under a great leader, you can see things happening. So why are we not pushing forward? Sometimes, you know, there's a verse that speaks about laziness. And I used to be someone, Brandon and, and Jason, my comfort zone. And you know, I wondered why things never happened. But the minute I stepped out of the comfort zone, I came to church. I came to sell. I listened to my leader. Things are happening for my life. That is church. The last one is life. And then I'm finished. Now life, the verse here is John 1, 3 to 4. John 1, 3 to 4. This is the subheading life. One John, just John. No, John 1. Yeah, John 1. 
part of the Gospels, John 1, 3-4. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man, or men. You must understand that Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. So everything you are seeking, it is found in Jesus. Yes. Just there. Just there. You don't have to think and to analyze as just there. It tells you. Openly and blatantly. Now with life, you see, this is something I must touch before I go further into this, into this uh, and before I end. Sometimes, we give our life to the Lord. We come to church. We come to sell. That falls under church. But we don't have a personal relationship with Him. Sometimes we have a personal relationship with Him. We don't come to church. Then we think we know God. We don't come to church. Sometimes you, 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 you have none of this, which means you don't have salvation, but you're wanting to go through life successful. Impossible. It's impossible. And, and under life, here's another verse, Acts 17, Acts 17, verses 28. I'm almost done, guys. Almost done. For in Him we live and move and have our being, as also some of our own poets have said. For we are also His offspring. So you must understand, for in Him we live and move and have our being. Listen, even in a state where you're not saved, He still has mercy upon you to still walk and be alive. You want mercy, you want grace. Listen, I don't just want to touch on the topic if you should die and you haven't accepted Christ. That's what's very important. And uh, one thing you should know, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is life? This is another verse, James 4 verse 14. This is important, guys. This is important. James 4 verse 14. I've just said now, what it will be, you cannot live without Him. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is life? It is even a, a, a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes. You think you know life. If you do not have Jesus in your life, if you should die now, because here it says, for what is life is but a vapor. We understand that you are spirit in a body. So what is life is but a vapor. The vapor there is your spirit. So in life, and I'm closing with this. Is your life to serve Jesus or to serve the world? Last verse, James 4 verses 4. It says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So I don't want you to take note of adulterers and adulteresses. I want you to take note. You cannot be friends with the world that is fame, that is uh, popularity, that is money, that is cause, that is fleshy life. You cannot have that and have Jesus. It is impossible. Because if you have that, you are enemy of God. Then you still have the audacity, we still have the audacity to pray, Lord, save me, when you are uh, about to eat in an accident, in your fleshy court, not knowing the Lord. And you know, this, in this portion we look at, and understand that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Everything you do which is cool to the world and not right with God 
is being spoken of here. So in that, I'm closing. And, 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 and tonight, I just, it was a short teaching. It was about 18 minutes and 30, 30, 18 minutes and 30 seconds. So in that, I'm closing. Why it was so short? It's because you can teach, you can teach, you can, we can preach the word. It's fantastic. At the end of the day, you have a choice. Because the Bible says in, in the power of the tongue, there's life and death. But I tell you, choose life. God is telling you, choose life. He's suggesting it. He's not forcing you. He's, he's, he's asking you to choose life. Which means you have a choice. So that's why it was short and sweet. Because this is the theory. If, you, if you're in school, in exams, or even in work, you, you learn. This is the theory part. We need to make the practicality. We need to look in our hearts today or tonight, go home and decide, do we really have Jesus in our life? Where do we stand? What do our future hold? We, uh, you, you must actually, you must, you must overlook this, like, like they will say, you must have an epiphany with yourself. That is you sitting by yourself and thinking about yourself to yourself. Am I making it? Where am I going to? And tonight I want to encourage you. You will never be sorry if you take on Jesus in your life. You will never. It is not uncool. I promise you that. I promise you that. I promise you that today. You will see your life will shift. If we should speak again in the next three, six months, if you committed to the Lord, sit in the, in the Word and pray in church and cell and listen to your leader, I promise you, your life will shoot from here to a next destination. You will come and ask us, how did this happen? I, I, I guarantee and I will bet that. But thank you guys for listening. You guys are awesome today. <laughs>